All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely. Our expert is Walt Sokira. He is the managing partner of the AKW Group, based in Fairlawn, with offices there in Fairlawn, and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. For the next half hour, we're going to talk about the stock market and how the AKW Group invests their clients' money into individually owned stocks in custom-made portfolios exclusive to them. If you have any questions about the stock market or individual stocks, call us at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100, listening on WNR.com over there in Washington, Pennsylvania, and we'll get those questions on the air. Well, Walt, once again, another pretty good week for the market. They're very optimistic that uh, maybe... Maybe the vaccine is coming, maybe the pandemic will end, in spite of the fact that there's still a lot of negative news out there. That's for sure, Bob. Yeah, November bullishness, um, that momentum carried into the beginning of December. And uh, we saw really all the major indices uh, set all-time highs this week. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average went up 307 points for the week, up about 1%. And year-to-date, uh, that Dow Jones is up 5.9% now. The S&P 500 index uh, advanced 1.7% for the week, up about 60 points. And year-to-date, we're at about 14.5% on the S&P 500 index. Uh, the NASDAQ index uh, was up 2.1% for the week. Again, continuing its strong performance, up about 258 points for the week. And year-to-date, we're at 38.9%, Bob, on that NASDAQ. And then the Russell 2000, which measures the Smaller cap stocks was up 2% for the week as well, and uh, up about 37 points. And again, year-to-date, we're at about 13.5%. And remember, it wasn't long ago. That was that was way below water, Bob, a few months ago. So, I mean, we've seen an amazing comeback in those small cap and uh, mid-cap stocks. So, overall, you know, a lot of uh, positives happening out there. Again, still things to worry about. But I think the underlying economy continues to show some growth and recovery. Um, you know, there's probably a, a huge amount of savings that we built up with, with the uh, pandemic and the shutdown. And, you know, overall, I think consumers and, and, you know, citizens here in the U.S. have done a good job saving. So there's some pent-up demand. Um, and, again, there's probably a lot of assumption that the vaccine is coming and, you know, should help us with, with the pandemic as we go forward. And, um, you know, again, I think a lot of that is driving the markets forward. You know, when you started the year, in the spring, especially when the market collapsed, nobody would have expected they would come back like this. As you're sitting down with your clients, many of them doing their your, your end review, you know, there really has to be almost amazement when you discuss uh, the market with them and, and what's been going on and their returns for the year. But that begs the question, now, is the stock market getting ahead of itself? 
Yeah, Bob, that's a great question. And, you know, I think uh, you're right. Nobody would have expected it. Gosh knows I didn't expect it. But uh, doing this for 30-some years, you start to realize that, uh, you know, you need to put your expectations aside and you need to follow the data and you need to, you know, really pay attention to the things that matter. But you're right. As we're talking to um, clients, uh, you know, the question that we're getting over and over now is, you know, should we stay in? Should we take some profits? Uh, should we go to cash? You know, people are a little bit nervous about uh, the position that we've obtained. As we're talking to new new prospects and clients that are coming in, you know, new clients, the question is, should I get started now? So um, the answer is always, you know, stay invested to some degree and, and to continue to invest if you're not in. Um, but, yeah, you have to recognize that the market is probably fairly valued at this point. Um, as we talk about the relationships over and over and the metrics that drive the market, Bob, you know, the prices are high. Um, but, again, I think the underlying belief is that the earnings and the cash flow and the revenues will continue to improve as the economy continues to reopen. And if revenues can profits and earnings and cash flow all continue to improve, then the metric should drive prices higher um, over time. But I think you have to get back to some realistic expectations. You know, some of the percentage returns that we see this year are not normal. They're not, should, they shouldn't be expected. Um, you know, I think if you look at long-term uh, track records of the market, any study that you go to, if you, if you go to the Internet and type in, you know, long-term return of the stock market, I, I think you're going to see returns much, much lower. And, and I think the expectations have to be reset. So um, this, this incredible run that we've seen is welcome, and, you know, we, we are participating in it and extremely happy about it. But I think, again, we've got to get back as we continue to th- you know, talk about financial discipline, realistic expectations, common sense, uh, making sure you you know what you own and you know why you own it. That's that's the big thing that we'll continue to talk about here. Now the issue of timing, uh, just get when to get in the market, when to stay in the market, or the like, uh, has to be critical now because of what's happening today. Uh, both I'm sure both new clients and the prospects and older clients are asking right now: Is this a good time to start getting invested when the market is so high? Is this a better time to stay invested, even a better time to take profits, uh, put some cash aside, and wait to th- see what's going to happen? Now, when you're talking to your clients, again, in these year-end reviews, uh, how are you dealing with these issues? Yeah, Bob, I mean, you know, I, we always try to get away from the conversation of timing. Nobody can time the market. You know, I've been doing this 30-some years. I, I can't time the market. I've seen very few professionals that can time it over and over again. There, there's some people that get lucky and call a timing move. You know, they have maybe one prediction that makes them look really, really good. But, you know, to, to constantly, you know, time the market and know when to get in and when to get out is, is really in an impossible discipline to master. I, I don't really believe anybody can do that. Um, the studies we look at over and over and over show us that time is in is what's important. You know, if you look at the volatility of returns, and I'm looking at a study here uh, by J.P. Morgan Asset Management, and, uh, you know, on the study they're just showing, you know, one-year time holdings. Um, in a one-year time holding, you know, if, if you look back uh, to 1950 to 2019, you could be up 47%, you could be down 39%. So, you know, the volatility in a one-year period of time is very, very high. Um, When you go to a five-year period of time, you know, the up is 28%, the down is 3%. When you go to the 10-year rolling periods, you know, the up is 19% and the down is 1%. And when you go to 20-year periods, it's up 17 and and up 6. So there's no down in in a 20-year rolling period over that time frame. And again, we're not saying that's the 
the guarantee or the prediction. We never do that. But it just, I think it reaffirms to us that you have to be an investor. You have to invest with, you know, the time in, in mind. And as I'm talking to people, you know, that call in, you know, I was talking to somebody last week that, you know, I had a million-dollar account with us, and I asked them, you know, are you ever going to call me and ask me for a million dollars? You know, what, what, what day do you call me on and say, hey, I need a million bucks? And that's never going to happen, but, you, you know, you have to make sure you have enough liquidity. You, you set enough aside to get through the next 12 to 18 months, so if you get that volatility, you can withstand it. Um, so it's important, you know, to, to make sure you're not focusing on the wrong things. You've got to be focusing on time in, and you've got to also focus on your liquidity needs. And I think if you do that, that's how you manage risk. That's how you manage getting through the volatility that the market is sure to give us. It's also how you manage uh, the kind of uh, cash you're going to need out of your investments, uh, whether you're in retirement or, or whatever. At some point, you want to turn some of that into spending money. And uh, that also is important when you look at how, how you're invested and, and where you're invested. Absolutely, Bob. I mean, I'm a big believer in, hey, listen, most people that we work with have given their life's energy to get what they have. And we want them to enjoy it. Uh, we want them to spend it. Um, you know, it, the idea here isn't to... Uh, uh, you know, make a lot of people happy when you pass away. The idea is to use the money as you need it and have a good plan and, and take it in a normal fashion and have a budget um, and make sure that retirement looks the way that you want it to look. And uh, all that comes into the planning process. And, again, we, we work with a lot of clients to uh, give them the confidence, you know, to, to use the money, to spend the money, and to also invest the money. We're talking to Walt Sakira of the good folks at the AKW Group in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Have any questions for Walt? Our lines are open at 330-673-1234 or listening online over there in Washington, Pennsylvania and all of the areas around outside of Akron. You can call us toll-free at 800 669 100. So the stock market begins to wrap up this most unique year in December. What do you think the big biggest risks are right now? Yeah, I think the biggest risk, Bob, are probably still the virus, and it's not the virus itself. I think we understand the virus. We've talked about this a few times. It's the behavior around the virus. It's the, it's the shutdowns. It's the panic. It's the negativity. Um, it's the thing that scares people to to live their lives and to continue to, you know, do what we need to do to keep this economy moving forward. Uh, there was a study that I saw that came out last week. It was an NBR working paper. And they were looking at the, the, basically the media's use of negativity in stories. And going back to January of 2020, 91% of the stories by U.S. major media outlets were negative in tone. So in 54% in other countries were negative. So, and even around scientific uh, findings and the virus itself, there's still a lot of negativity, a lot of negative language. So we, we, you know, negative news is always sold here, Bob, in our country. And I think we still have so much negativity in this virus. And we scared the bejeevers out of people, you know, and we need to stop. And, and we need to realize that we understand the virus. There are risks. There are things that we can do to mitigate those risks. But, um, you know, we have to get this economy open back up. We, we can't go back into shutdown modes. We have to look at the data uh, and understand really where the risks lie and, and do all we can to take it seriously. But at the same time, there's other serious repercussions uh, that are economic and that are impacting people's you know, financial lives, and, and that's important as well. So it's important that we get some balanced perspective here and we get away from all the negativity that we really lived with this year. Now, for the market, uh, again, politics are still a factor. We have the decision of whether or not the Senate will be under Democrat or Republican control due to the runoff 
for the two Senate seats in Georgia. We've also been talking a lot about, about the possibility of gridlock, should that occur, that the Democrats take control of a, uh, one house and the Republicans remain control in the other. Uh, is that still a, a concern for the market, a big concern, or have they pretty much already, as they often do, decided in advance uh, what, what they're going to do? I think there's a built-in assumption that the Republicans will keep control of the Senate. And I think if there is a shift there, it will have some impacts, Bob. Um, I don't know if it will be devastating, but there will definitely be impacts, and there could be some volatility in January. So we are advising our clients, you know, that are investing new money or new prospects that, you know, we have to be aware of that January 5th material event that that could change the, the sentiment and the feelings a little bit. Um, so, again, we, we, we have to see how that outcome comes, and, and we'll, we'll pay attention to it when we get the results. And the rest of the economic news, uh, again, they wasn't quite as good as the market. The uh, jobless rate was dropped a bit, but they didn't create as many new jobs as the as the uh, experts had analyzed. And other other economic conditions are also weighing in. So, what, what do you think of that is going to take us as we enter the end of this year and begin another year? Yeah, the, the job growth had to go up, Bob. After we had the you know the big kind of slowdown and the closing of the economy, we knew that we were going to see really good job growth. We've gotten back to a respectable level. You said you know as you mentioned the the jobless rates being reported to six point seven percent, but you know there are hundreds of thousands of people falling off the list, uh, workers that have just quit looking for employment, that have kind of given up. Um, in our economy, and, and, and those don't get counted in the, in the numbers. So, uh, you know, there's other other governmental numbers that you have to look at when you consider the jobless uh, rates. But, again, employment is extremely important in our economy, and, and that weakness, there is a little bit of weakness in those numbers. So you, it's something to pay attention to, and that's a good insight uh, with your question there, Bob. Paul Takera is with us, the EKW Group in Fairlawn and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Time to talk about stocks, stock talk. You have questions about the market, again, about specific stock issues or you're following or stocks you might like to buy or, or sell or just general questions for all about what's going on in the stock market. 330-673-1234 and outside of Akron or on WNR.com, 800-669-4100. Good morning. You're on with Walt Secura. Morning. I just wondered if Walt could review, let's say uh, my wife walks in with a big check uh, to the office and uh, how does it how does it uh, evolve from there? Uh, you have an interview, I suppose, and then and then uh, do you put do you have shares in the different portfolios? You put her all in the empowering women. How does it all how does <laughs> yeah. it all transpire? And, uh, and and I'll hang up, and she can listen. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank so you. what happens is you know when we meet with a client, we get to know them, and and we spend time you know having conversations, talking about risk and return levels, and. Uh, we talk about our approach and our philosophy and our discipline, and we share our different models that we have. Um, everybody's different. Everybody chooses differently. Everybody wants different. Um, uh, so, again, we, we work with that customization. And then when a portfolio is decided on, you know, it's, it's an ev- evolution of investment. You know, sometimes we'll go straight in. Uh, as we talked about, we're kind of at an inflection point right now where, you know, I'm I'm moving some money in, but we're also holding some money back uh, with the idea that there's some material events that are going to happen over the next few weeks and maybe into the early part of 2021. Uh, we like to be fully invested within 90 days in most cases uh, if the market gives us the opportunities to do that. But uh, we're, we're gradual, we're slow, we, we want to make sure people feel comfortable, we, we try to answer all the questions and concerns. We do a great job, I think, our team here communicating uh, making sure that people understand every step of the process, and 
you know, we want to build long-term relationships. You know, the idea for us isn't to uh, get an account and get it open. The idea is to get somebody that's going to stay with us for the long, long run. A lot of our clients have been with us 20, 25 years. Um, you know, that's what we want. You know, we just want to add people that are good fits and, and that really, you know, trust us and, and want to uh, give us the ability to do our job. And then we want to give you the ability to live your life and to, you know, maybe put your passion in other areas of life that uh, are important to you. Again, if you have a question for Walt Sakira, 330-673-1234, 800-669-4100. Companies were still reporting earnings last week. Another one of the companies that you hold in your small mid-cap portfolio, DocuSign, reported their earnings, an impressive earnings report for the company that allows people to legally sign documents in the virtual world. Uh, tell us about DocuSign, and is your outlook on that uh, particular investment still rather bullish? Yeah, Bob, it's bullish. Um, you know, it's they they really participate in what we call the agreement cloud. Uh, you know, cloud computing. They're kind of the agreement cloud, and again, they're one of the leaders in this area. You know, they're they're the really only game in town for in, in a lot of cases, and they provide the process to do automated um, e-signatures that provide legally binding contracts and. Uh, you know, they've been hitting on all cylinders. You know, you look at their last quarter, their revenues were up 53%, uh, $382 million over $249 million. Earnings were up over 100% at $0.22 cents a share versus $0.11 cents a share, you know, a year ago over those three months. Um, you know, again, a lot of growth in billings. Um, international growth jumped 77%. Um, that's a big story for this company long term. You know, there's contracts all around the world, and now uh, DocuSign seems to be a leader uh, even in that international growth area. So uh, we, we like the company. We've liked it for a long time. It's been a holding in our, our small mid-cap portfolio for, for a few years, and uh, we don't see selling it uh, cur- currently with everything that's going on and the trends that we see. Let's take another call now on WNIR. Good morning. You're on the air. Yes, good morning. Anyways, uh I, I know that you always tell us about how the S&P 500 is doing, the NASDAQ and the Dow, but tell me, how are your portfolios doing? What percentage of profit did you have? How much did your portfolio move up this year? I'll listen on the on the uh, radio. Thank you for your kindness. Bye now. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I, I would love to share those numbers. Uh, one of the things we're trying to do, and again, we're going to do it next year, is get our our performance audited and, and compliant so that we can put it up on the website and share it with uh, with people. Again, you will never hear me talk about it on the radio, though. Um, I'll, I'll just tell people that, you know, past performance is gone. Uh, the, the people that were in the portfolios got that, but it's gone and it's fleeting. Uh, it's the number one disclosure that we put at the bottom of every document that we send out. Um, but, you know, I think what performance shows is competence. Uh, but we would never want anybody to come to us based on that alone. You know, we really want them to come to us based on the process, uh, based on the people, based on the belief that uh, they, they like what we're doing for the long haul. Anybody that comes here just for performance uh, would be, you know, bringing their money here for the wrong reasons. It's like Shakespeare that was quoted in Patton, all fame is fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, people forget about that, Bob, but it, it is the biggest disclosure we put down. I know a lot of people pick investments based on the past. Um, but it's really a criteria. There's really no um, – a lot of academic studies, a lot of institutional studies show that past performance has no indication of future results. It's, it's really not a great measuring stick. Um, I, you know, what's, what's gone is gone.
But uh, our process is here, and what we do, we do every day, and we believe in it, and we believe we can continue to deliver it. Uh, for 30-some years, I've been delivering it, and I, I continue to be here every day to, to keep delivering it. Another stock they reported last week, Zoom Video Communications, the video conferencing stock, as one would expect in the pandemic. Their earnings uh, certainly zoomed forward, but ironically, the stock price dropped nearly 13% for the week. Now, you don't own the stock, you tell me right now, but uh, the idea that it's going down in price but has great earnings, does that make you think you might want to buy, buy some Zoom? Yeah, we, we'd love to be in Zoom. Um, it's one that we missed. I mean, we can't buy them all. And, uh, you know, we had other investments at the time in the, in the uh, cloud space and the, in the, you know, the uh, technology space, so we really couldn't get into Zoom. We, we like Zoom, and, and the earnings have been fantastic. But uh, this drop doesn't seem significant enough for us yet. I mean, we have price targets on these of when we would look at them for, for purchasing. Um, but again, we, we're impressed with the company. Um, everybody's doing Zoom meetings. Gosh knows I'm on my share of them every week, it seems like now. And it's good technology, and uh, they're working out a lot of the uh, you know, the bugs with the technology. So again, it's going to be something that's really transformed uh, the business world. And uh, I think the Zoom meetings will be something that we'll be doing for years and years and years to come, Bob. Now, it's kind of confusing still that when the stock earnings uh, can be so good, yet the price can drop, or, or vice versa. Sometimes the earnings reports are not that good, but the stock price goes up. Now, is that just the stock market being contrary, or is there some sort of rationale behind that? There is rationale, Bob. I mean, prices uh, today are built in with expectations. So prices already reflect what people think in the future. So a lot of times when we get some kind of a material event like an earnings report, uh, there might be something that people uh, didn't anticipate or maybe some comments that the company makes that changes the story. Um, everything here was positive, but again, I think the run-up in the stock just shows that it might be a little bit overvalued. Um, I think a lot of people maybe took the opportunity with the good earnings to take some profits and, and make some sales. Uh, so again, you have to remember that investments, just because you have a positive event, doesn't mean the stock goes up. There's no no relation to that. Um, you got to think forward. You got to think of what's going to be happening, you know, six, nine, 12 months down the road, um, anticipating where the stock prices will go, not where they've been. Now, another stock uh, that uh, has been impacted by the pandemic, Ulta Beauty, with a store that sells all those beauty products. Uh, they uh, had, uh, as you might say, results, earnings this past quarter that were not as, as pretty as uh, maybe some of their clients uh, are. Uh, is that because of the pandemic? Uh, and is something that you're going to still hold? Or do you think that Ulta Beauty may just uh, uh, not be the one for the future? Yeah, Bob, this is the stock that, uh, you know, was very powerful coming into the pandemic, but like a lot of retailers, um, because of, you know, people not going out as much and the lack of store traffic, um, they've been impacted very dramatically this year. You know, you look at the last couple quarters, uh, they were down 8% this quarter in sales, off 26% in earnings. Uh, last quarter, they were off 26% in sales, 73% in earnings. And the quarter before, they had no earnings, and they were off 33% in sales. So uh, it's been a rough year for Alta Beauty. However, uh, it's a good company. Um, you know, they have 1,250 stores out there in 50 states. Uh, they've also just uh, structured a deal with Target. They're going to have many stores inside of the uh, Target locations. They're bringing out about 100 of these in the first part of 2021. And beauty products are not going away. Um, you know, I think it's still something that's going to be important. And, um, uh, you know, so as we look forward, we continue to have patience with Alta Beauty. It's, it doesn't have the financial power that we like to see, but they're battling through a very difficult time. 
Um, we like the valuation here, and we'll continue to hold it, and uh, you know, at least for a couple more quarters to see if it can get back on track as the, as the economy starts to reopen. So we had the uh, traditional Black Friday. We also had Cyber Monday this week. Uh, if you look at some of those figures, and do you see any winners or losers in the retail world? Uh, we do. We know Amazon's a winner, Bob. Uh, for every $5 spent, $1 was spent at Amazon. So we know they were a big winner. Um, Cyber Monday was the biggest day ever, uh, $10.8 billion, uh, rising more than 15% year over year. Um, you know, it's been, it's really been an online season, you know, which that shouldn't surprise anybody. You know, more and more people are, I, I can just tell you by the amount of Amazon trucks that I see on the road and they go up and down my street and even in my house, the amount of boxes that get dropped off, um, you know, they're winning. And, and a lot of the retailers that have that delivery aspect, or at least the on the channel where you can order online and go pick it up at the store. Those are the ones that seem to be really winning. Uh, the stores that are relying a lot on foot traffic or people to come to the store are obviously still struggling and uh, will continue to struggle until, again, we, we get a vaccine and people feel more comfortable about heading outside. Uh, last week, the uh, House passed a bill that would delist Chinese stocks from for three years unless they come under supervision of the Public Accounting Oversight Board. Now, you have uh, Alibaba in one of your large-cap portfolio and also the electric car maker, NIO, in your small mid-cap portfolio. Are you worried about this uh, legislation and like the impact of these uh, companies? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it was surprising legislation, but it's something that had been talked about. I mean, the House unanimously passed the legislation. There's about 200 and I think 210, 217 Chinese companies listed on our exchanges uh, over the next three years. It would give the um, the, the Treasury a, a lot of leeway in how they interpret the compliance, but it would really re, you know force these companies to get in compliance uh, with the Public uh, Company Accounting Oversight Board. Uh, there has been a lot of fraud uh, in some of these Chinese companies, um, and, and again, it, it's not a bad thing. I, I think it kind of just lights a little fire uh, under the the data. And again, you know, I like reliable data, so I'm not going to you know be too concerned about this. Uh, it might have a little bit of impact in the stock prices of some of these companies, but again, I, I think those that you mentioned that we own, we continue to like the the business models and the long term aspects of those companies. So we'll continue to hold, we'll continue to monitor this, but it is something to pay attention to. And uh, you know, those are other risks that come into play sometimes, Bob. I mean, sometimes political risk uh, is something you have to pay attention to. And uh, in this market, believe it or not, there's a couple of IPOs set for next week. Airbnb and DoorDash have IPOs, initial public offerings, to be uh, sold starting next week. Uh, Airbnb, big question mark, DoorDash, makes sense. But how about you, what's your thoughts on these companies? Do they interest you as potential investments? Every, every company interests me as a potential, Bob, and these two are leaders. You know, it's, they're very interesting companies. We're we're going to wait for the IPOs to get completed, see where these things price. Um, uh, you know, I've looked at a lot of the data on both of these companies. They have very strong trends. Um, so, again, you know, two very, very interesting companies. But right now we're, we're kind of on the wait and see uh, if these get priced ridiculously off the IPOs. A lot of times these run up very, very high initially. You have to have a little bit of patience. But we'll put them on our list and watch them for a while. They're, they're two companies that are very interesting over the long haul. 
As you are aware, I'm sure that AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company. In addition to their investment services, they provide other services through Baird, including estate plan reviews and tax reviews and IRA illustrations, Roth conversion reviews, and more. And, of course, their offices are now within Fairlawn and also over there in Washington, Pennsylvania. But uh, as we head into the, the new year, 2020, the uh, year from hell may be coming to an end or will come to an end one way or the other. 2021 will start. Is anything uh, worrying you? What what keeps you up at night? I think, Bob, we hit a lot of it. I think it's just, uh, you know, people that have common sense, have realistic expectations. Uh, we, we have to, you know, make sure we set the right kinds of goals and objectives. And we got to manage. And, you know, it, it, we, we just can't watch accounts. we got to manage them, and there's a big difference. So uh, we'll continue to work hard to do that. And what do you see uh, on the board for just next week? Uh, next week, a couple earnings reports. Brown Foreman, of course, they own Jack Daniels, Chewy.com, um, Adobe, Costco, all report, and some economic data as well, and we'll pay attention to all of it. Once again, Walt Sakara, managing partner of the AKW Group in Akron, called him at 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476, and in Pennsylvania, called them at 412-480-5090 for the Washington, Pennsylvania office, 412 480 5090. Of course, when you call him, tell him you heard him right here on WNIR Kent Akron and on WNIR.com. Walt, once again, thanks for talking with us. Have a great week. We'll speak at you again next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. You too. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed Adobe Systems Inc., symbol ADBE, Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA, Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Brown Foreman Corporation, symbol BFB. Chewy Inc., symbol CHWI. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol COST. DocuSign Inc., symbol DOCU. Neo Inc., symbol NIO. Target Corporation, symbol TGT. Alta Beauty Inc., symbol ULTA. Zoom Video Communications Inc., symbol ZM. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Alibaba Group Holding Limited, BABA, in the last 12 months. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Alibaba Group Holding Limited, Symbol BABA in the past 12 months.